2: In the spirit of reconciliation, the entire team at Curious Freedom acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, waters and community. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening today. I would like to acknowledge in particular the Darug people who are the original custodians on the land on which I record this podcast. Thank you for showing us what curious freedom can look like. Hi and welcome to episode two of season two and welcome to Curious Freedom. I'm so excited that you joined me today and I have somebody else joining me. I promised you in the last episode that we are going to be bringing friends on the air on to the podcast and I want to introduce you all today to my beautiful, beautiful friend Fiona Griffiths. She is here because she works with me and she has been a dear, dear, dear friend through this last Season, (laughs) and she is part of my team, and she is so, so, so very much more than that. So, I'm going to let her introduce herself. I hate podcasts that do this big introduction and then ask the guests to introduce themselves again because I'm like, what a waste of time. So, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Sophie, welcome to Curious Freedom Podcast. Welcome to your other home, and please introduce yourself to us.
3: Hi, everyone. Kirsty, I am so excited that we get to do this. We get to do this together. About me, well, that could take a book and a half, but I am someone who loves to explore. I am someone that loves adventure. And in my normal everyday mom life, I have three adult kids and I am the besotted Gigi to two grandbabies. I love to travel. I miss them when I'm gone. I love to sit with people and hear their stories. And I drink way too much coffee. I drink way too much coffee. So, yeah, that's a very, very, very short intro to me, really. Um, In my other life, I love helping people to tell their stories. I'm a book coach. Um, Yeah, it's one of the favourite things to do that I get to see people really birth their dreams of being a writer, of having their stories out there for whether it's their friends, whether they want to be the number one bestseller of whatever, and everything in between. Um, Yeah, I just love sitting with people and hearing them hearing them share and and walking with them as they go on the adventure that is writing and releasing a book. And then when I'm working with Curious Freedom, it's it's the same thing. I just love being able to be with people, walk with people as they go on their own adventure of discovering what's important to them, discovering freedom and what that looks like cuz everyone has a different version and everyone has a different story to tell with the things that they own, their lives that they've led. And it's just people. I just love people.
2: Yeah, you do. And you love them really well. So you have been on this podcast before in its iteration of The Art of Decluttering. You told your story and we'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. But do you remember what you chatted about?
3: Oh my goodness! I
2: I do. Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I chatted about giving it all away, about what it is to live life, um, really, really light. And my my COVID story. Really, I packed up everything, sold as much as we could, and we went to live in Europe in two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> and then we came back for three weeks' holiday at the end of. 2019 actually New Year's Eve and then we were supposed to be back for three weeks to see the kids and pack up everything else that we hadn't been able to take so we had empty suitcases Um, we got back to Australia and then we all know what happened 2020 COVID hit and we were stuck here I thought at the beginning, but since then I've just grown to just love being at home so much to be with my family, but yeah, left all my things in Europe and there they stayed until September this year or July, I think it was. And when I was able to go back and get the things that I thought were really important actually, and I looked at them after two years and went, they're not so important anymore. So I left most of them behind again (laughs) or gave them away and came home. It's just so so interesting how our priorities change or the things that we think are really important end up being not so important a little bit further down the track. But yeah, I talked about travelling light and what it means to just see things in a different way and see your belongings and choices that you make in a different way. Yeah.
0: It was a
2: good episode. It was. It it, it (laughs) definitely was. And so you used to work with me in the art of decluttering. And you've chosen to come with me in this next adventure of Curious Freedom. Mm. Tell me why you have decided to join Curious Freedom and what Curious Freedom means to you. I love curiosity. (laughs)
3: I have found myself actually being aware of how many times I say I'm really curious about whatever it is and I love the idea of you know this phrase that I also say often is what would it look like what would it look like if and for me I want to know more. I want to thresh things out for so long I just accepted things as they were. Someone would tell me something or I'd have a thought about something I'd be like, "Oh, that must be the truth." But actually, not so much. And so, you know, I would I would have a thought about who I was or about something else that was going on and I'd be like, "I just I just accepted it." And then I started getting curious about what I was thinking about, what I was believing about, all sorts of things. And it's not to do with conspiracy theories or, you know, because so much of that happened during COVID and since, but just the things I thought about me and the world around me. So I love curiosity. I love exploring. And, and, you know, sometimes it's a bit uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, I believed that for so long. And now there's this other thought, what do I do with that? But that, that can be really healthy. And freedom is one of my main, main, main foundations that I build my life on. Freedom for myself, freedom for others. What does it look like then with boundaries and how do I give freedom to other people when I really want to kind of control them and get them to do what I want them to do? And so the name just straight away is something that really appeals to me. And I I love my friend. I love working with Kirsty, who you are just such a beautiful-hearted warrior, feisty, (laughs) tell it as it is, real and raw. And for me, that's really appealing because I do real, I do raw. It's just something that just fits. I love authenticity and integrity and I, I love bringing freedom to other people as well. So yeah, yeah, I am so happy to be on board and to running this adventure with the team at Curious Freedom and with Cursed. Yeah. yeah
2: you are a, you are a fave of mine. <laughs> I love it. Ditto, my friend, ditto. So Aww. enough of the mutual love fest. <laughs> what we wanted to <laughs> chat today about um, is, you know, Christmas is only days away mm. and... The world is telling us that we need to do more and be more. And the end of the year is coming as well. And we were chatting before we started recording about just the things that we can consume on social media and what the world is telling us. And rest is not one of them. Hey, (laughs) we have to so much not push through to Christmas before we can get any rest. And You and I have got lots and lots of ideas on rest. So I wanted to have a chat to you today through the lens of curiosity and freedom around what rest could look like and what invitation is rest drawing us into. It is such a beautiful topic. (laughs) So hit me up, hit me up with some of your, let's start with where you went this morning. Tell, tell, tell the listeners, tell the curious people. our our curious friends about the ways that you got curious this morning oh wow
3: well you know this time of year like you said everyone is like quick we've got to there must we should we have to quick kids in the car quick I'm running late I'll meet you I'm gonna be and and there's this constant push to do more, be places and all the things that this time of year brings in the rush and the chaos. And I was scrolling social media, which I tend not to do if I can avoid it in the morning. But this this morning I did and I came across someone I follow and they're like, right, do you realize that there's only a week to go for you to get all those things done that you haven't done this year? Just all right, you better get on and do it. And I'm like, that's right. I had a list of things that I wanted to achieve in 2022 and some of them I did. There's other things that I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have to get them done. I have a week. How am I going to release a book every day? How am I going to? And this (laughs) list and this pressure and this, you know, this anxiety almost came racing to the surface. I'm like, hold on a minute. That's actually not what I think. That's that's actually not how I do things but in that second the pressure it, from what I read from the expectations of the world around me were like oh no I have to get this done I'm being left behind and that FOMO thing can be really real at this time of year so I was like stop slow down what's really important so it made me it made me jump for a second and I'm like hang on a minute why why am I feeling the need to now get out of bed and go at lightning speed because they have got a week to get things done. It, it was just such an interesting thought to me because everything else in me says rest. There are always things that we have to do because, you know, we've got responsibilities. We've got the end of year, whatever that happens. But I think the urgency and the chaos is put on us and we, the expectations we put on ourselves way more than perhaps is healthy, realistic, or even just necessary. So, yeah, it did make me stop for a second. I was like, hang on a minute. But, yeah, it's really important that we stop and we think about why we're doing things, why we're racing, what is it all for, and is it really the most important thing for us to be doing at the moment? So, yeah, interesting question.
2: I love that you came at those thoughts with curiosity. And I think that that's, you know, in this podcast and in our business, we just want people to just get curious, to continue to be curious if you're already curious and to start being curious if this is a new way of thinking for you. I love love that opportunity that we're all given to actually just stop and be intentional and Mm intentionality comes inherently from curiosity. Like yeah. you you can't or maybe you can I'm just gonna process this out loud, and see how we how we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you need to be curious to then form your intentions. Absolutely. So, yeah. You need to be like questioning why is it that I think this way? Why am I doing this? Like it, it all comes from that why. And that curious thought around things so that you can build your intentions. And we just really want to encourage you today to get curious about the things that you're putting your hands to, the things that you're putting your thoughts to, the things that you're yeah, all the expectations and all of the obligations that yeah. you are feeling around this time of year and be intentional. Like, you know, Fee and I are running brand new business, <laughs> having to start all <laughs> over from scratch. And we are being really intentional about what we're putting our hands to. We're deciding that, If something needs to be done today, like even before we hopped on, we sat down and looked through our list of things that we could get done today. Mm -hmm. And we decided to prioritise and to see what actually needed to be done today and to get curious about the reasons we thought something needed to be done today and in what order things needed to be done. And it was just really helpful. And we're really good At encouraging one another to slow down. And so, is our whole team actually really good at questioning the pace that we're going at? And, you know, the world tells us that we should have had this business up and running. We've known that this was going to be the outcome for a few months now. And so, why isn't everything set in stone and ready to go? And, The reality is that we didn't know what this was going to look like (laughs) and we are being very deliberate about how it is that we are going about the process and we're trusting that we can go from a place of rest instead of a place of fear and instead of a place of lack and worry and concern. We're coming from a place of trust that actually we will be putting our hand to the right things at the right time for the right purpose. And I just want to encourage you all to do that for this Christmas and New Year's season as well. I have been loving, I listen, read um, this mm, meditation app, I want to say is how I would term it, called The Practice Co. Have you looked at that? Yeah, Fee, have you seen that? No, I haven't. I'm intrigued, though. Mm. It's done by um, Liz Maleni, I want to say. I should have looked it up before I start talking about it. But it's called The Practice Co. And it's a paid app, but you can follow her on social media and see some of the content for free. And it's just... It's so aligned, She so aligns with my thoughts and, and really encourages me and challenges me in lots of ways. And one that I took a screenshot of Monday, it says, consider this, there is no script you have to follow, no tradition chiseled in stone you have to keep. You have permission, not that you need it, to create the Christmas you want, the Christmas you need. And you'll find that at thepracticeco.com And you'll find her on Instagram as the Practice Co. She's very challenging. <laughs> it's, it's always um, challenging <laughs> to read that stuff. So let me read it again for you to dwell on. Ponder on. There is no script you have to follow, no tradition chiseled in stone that you have to keep. You have permission not that you need it, to create the Christmas you want and the Christmas you need. Wow. Yeah, wow. That is really
3: challenging, (laughs) really challenging. But at the same time, how freeing is that? How freeing to go, actually, my unrealistic expectations, the pressures to have the traditions that I've always had, or we've always done it this way, run around crazy, spent more money than we really wanted to, saw more people than we really wanted to, just went from one thing to the next. Wow, we don't have to do that. I can actually make the decisions that are right for my family and for myself this Christmas, and I can take all the other expectations off. That is freeing, challenging, a bit like, okay, what do we, how does this work then? What what does, what does this mean for me? And what will other people think? How am I going to do this? What will I say to them? What will they say back to me? But wow, imagine, imagine what Christmas or any time of the year for that matter look like if we did take that step and go, I can choose. I can choose for my family. I can choose for myself. What is the best for us and get rid of all those shoulds that we are constantly being bombarded with find that place and that is a place of rest it's a place of peace and really it is a place of fun and freedom and laughter without all the other stress that's the kind of life i want to live and that's the kind of christmas that i want to have Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) she's
3: a wise woman she is
2: keep thinking I've just had a thought about what happens when we've said yes to something and we were really intent we were curious we looked into ourselves and and took into consideration our family and the needs of everybody and we said yes to something and then somebody's got sick (laughs) or somebody's exhausted from their big year at school or their big year at work and you have to pivot again and you have to say no we're really sorry we can't commit to that anymore or we're really sorry we can't come anymore And that can be really challenging for some people some people it's absolutely no problem <laughs> they yeah, yeah they're happy you know, they're happy to they know at a drop of a hat. They're happy to have a day sitting at home or an evening at home where they weren't expecting it to. And then for some people, that is really, really challenging. What would you say mm-hmm. to those people?
3: Oh, my goodness. I know that feeling well. As a fully reformed people pleaser, <laughs> I in the past would have gone, I don't care how sick you are. We have committed to this. We are going Or I would be on the phone to the person just apologizing profusely and giving a thousand different reasons, all valid, why I couldn't be there, the family couldn't be there, or I'd try and send the token representative to go, (laughs) the person who probably didn't want to go the most. And they were only going out of obligation, but I would send them. Oh my goodness, so stressful, so not free, and Nothing that fitted within what I really wanted to do. I now love being able to apologize and to go. My responsibility is for my emotions and my behavior and doing everything with as much integrity as I can. So if someone's sick or even if they're tired, they're like, oh, I get to the end of the day. And I'm like, I really wanted to go and I said yes. And regardless of what everyone else would have me do, I actually can't do it. So I am going to put me first, not in a selfish way. I'm going to put my family first and I am just going to ring and say, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm sorry. I know that we said yes, but now I'm not going to be able to make it. I hope you have an amazing time. Or if it's a dinner date and we're just going over with friends or something else is going on, it's just, please, can we reschedule? And there are parts still occasionally in me that want to go apologize profusely, feel really bad, try and make it, go under obligation. But actually, that's not the best answer really either. I think for me, being able to now go, actually, you know what? I'm going to be the person that I want to be in this situation and I'm going to love, but I'm going to do it with boundaries and I'm not going to do that should because that should will run me into the ground and can lead to me being a little bitter and grumpy and exhausted. And that's not good for anyone. And yeah, I still think about, well, what will people say if I do that? But how people respond when I am being as integrous as I can be with my boundaries, that's not up to me. As much as I try and fix it sometimes still, it's not up to me. So saying, no, I'm sorry, I can't go means I'm saying yes to caring for me and caring for my family and perhaps the people that I'm going to see the next day because if I go and I'm tired and grumpy already, it's not going to go well for anyone. <laughs> so it's really it's really an important thing to practice. Practice saying no with integrity and with love sometimes it's easier said than done but yeah that's what i would say especially at this time of year
2: great i love it here's another situation and this is maybe something that i should speak to rather than you because it's more me than you <laughs> right. let's just put it out there you are uh introvert <laughs> yes i am and me not so much <laughs> uh this is what happens in my home quite often we get invited to something and three out of the four of us don't want to go or two out of the four of us don't want to go and what I have learned over the last few years is actually what freedom looks like in my family is seeking permission from my family members that it works for them that I go to the thing by myself (laughs) Mm. or that I take my extroverted child with me to that event. But making sure that it works for the whole family as well and not yeah. just for me. I mean, there's absolutely times where I still need to put myself first and I still need to make the decisions that are right for me, even if other people don't feel that they're right. That's not usually in relation to me doing things out of the house or even in the house by myself. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because of all the reasons that you've just mentioned that actually it has that flow and effect to my family. I'm like my we had mm. our curious freedom. Christmas party last night and it was <laughs> online <laughs> um, because we're in Victoria and New South Wales so next right. year it yes, had to be online um, next year hopefully it would be a different story and my family um, highlighted to me that actually um, this was the fourth night in a row that I had not been around for. Uh, And you know when you plan, but I had said yes to a few things and not realized that they all ran into one another <laughs> like they were one night after another yeah and so <laughs> that was really interesting because my kids you know I'd spoken to Simon about it and you know this Christmas party was only was a last minute thing we'd only decided it towards the end of last week didn't give many people much mm, notice nope and that's cool and But I hadn't realized that I was going out on Saturday night, mm. Sunday night. I can't remember what I did on Monday night. Oh, no, I do. <laughs> I was really tired. So I went to bed really early because I wanted to mm. care for myself because I realized that I wasn't being a very kind person to be around. <laughs> So yeah. I took myself yeah. off to bed, and so when I was like, "Okay, kids, I'll see you in the morning." I'm just heading into this Zoom party. They were like, "Oh, mom!" <laughs> and so yeah. that is something that I am working on—is actually planning things a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for the majority of the time, because I am the extrovert and I most of the time have the energy to give to other things and love seeing my friends and getting out and being with people who build me up and encourage me and support me. And I love being around. So it just happened that I had two nights in a row that were very late nights and I needed to go to bed early on on a monday night and then we had our christmas party last night but yeah i was just like thinking through some scenarios in my head of like oh what if you're that person what if you're the person that actually it brings life to you to say yes to lots of things yeah (laughs) but are you actually a little bit like me and saying yes to everything you still might need to work on your time boundaries about what time you come home (laughs) So that you can get enough rest so that you don't go to bed at eight o'clock on a Monday night and not hang out with your tween, teen kids who are excited to be heading into school holidays and therefore no time boundaries around their bedtime and just want to be hanging with us until 10 o'clock every night.
3: (laughs) which, Which is actually the best. That's the best. It's something that I miss. You know, like now that my kids are growing up and I have more time, the time that I always was crying out for more time when they were growing up, I'm like, I just need time to myself. Now I've got that time to myself. I'm like, I just need to see my kids. (laughs) It's this really interesting balance. And I think this all comes into play as well is often reassessing what's important. Reassessing that boundary of perhaps Kirsty needs a curfew every so often, (laughs) or uh, you know, or or me who is an introvert, but I I'm kind of one of those I think they're called ambiverts where I love spending time with people, but I'm that person at the parties like I get to a certain point like right I'm done I'm gone yeah and I go home to re regroup. So what I tend to do is overcommit as well because I'm like yes I can do it and yes I love going out but it gets to a point where I'm like nope can't do it anymore and finding that balance of yeah it's sort of pick and choose but not really you're not you're not choosing people or situations you're you're choosing to put your energy or and your families and your priorities first and and working where that fits in that social calendar especially at this time of the year especially around this sick, crazy season Mm -hmm. of endless commitments. Yeah, we could all be out most nights, I'm I'm imagining, or even just running around doing shopping and things. But yeah, that's not
2: restful. No. And I think that another situation that can be really challenging is when you do feel obligated and you do, do feel like you don't have the permission to say no to people i.e. Mm. your family members, you know, your, That's your parents, your siblings who have come with these expectations of you and that you still want to be in relationship, you know, to show love to them and to have that connection with. And so, you know, I think that that comes with being able to speak well <laughs> and to articulate well. But even then, it doesn't matter how you articulate things to some people, they still... Are choosing to view things through their own lens and through their own expectations and obligations. And so it can be really tricky at this time of year to navigate staying connected to people whilst holding your own boundaries and not even knowing what they are to hold them. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, it is something that I haven't got a full grip on and it's something that I think, especially at this time of year, you're right, you you want relationship and you don't want to disappoint other people and you don't want to offend them and, you know, there are certain expectations. Those boundaries get really blurry. And you're saying even when you do articulate well and you do it with the best of intentions, other people are going to respond how other people respond. And I have always wanted to try and placate and fix and people please to my own detriment. And I think that's actually not kind to me hmm. or other people. Because what ends up happening is that we're we're not even being kind to them because we're doing it out of obligation. So we're already a bit like, ah, inside and a bit like frustrated that we have to, and we should, and we're going to, because we've been told to, that's not real connection. And that's, that's not kind to them either. That's not kind to other people. So I haven't figured it out completely yet by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think a lot about what does kind look like in this situation. And continuing to remind myself that I actually can't control other people. Mm -hmm. I can't control their emotions. I can't control their reactions. All I can do is, like I mentioned before, is do the best that I know how to do. We do things with the best of intentions. Sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't, but it's still... I know me and I know the person I want to be, so how can I be that even in this situation of probably tension and offence because I haven't met someone else's expectations of what I should do? Does it always work? Does it go well? Not all the time, but keeping that connection regardless is really is really important. And that's a big thing coming from me who really all the time for years would be, doesn't matter about me, I'm going to put you first and I'm going to do everything that you want me to do because I don't want you to be upset with me. Well, actually, that's not real life. That's not, that's actually not how it works. And it definitely wasn't healthy for me or healthy for the other person. I love that. And so it is an adventure. No, and I, I just yeah, I it's love an adventure. That.
2: I love, I loved how you reframe that to is it being kind? Like actually, yeah. it's not being kind to them to not be fully you. That's right. And people have got their own healing to do, and there are you know, <laughs> usually when somebody is upset at you, it's because of you no. Know, always when they're upset at you, it's because of their expectation of you and their own viewpoint. And that can come from a place of unhealth and it can come from a place that they don't even know why they're feeling that way. So again, it's really, it's curious, curiosity to figure out why it is that you feel obligated to do something and why right. is it that you feel that your boundaries that need to cave to somebody else's expectation of you, yeah. and I think that's a great opportunity to get curious and to see what curiosity brings to light. Because maybe it is like really unhealthy family dynamics that, yeah, you can't change in the next week and a half. Yeah, <laughs> probably yeah. not going to happen. But you <laughs> can start doing your own work if you if you're not already. Like you can start, you know, or you can continue to be curious about who are you and what is it that you want to be doing and what right. is it that you need to give yourself permission to let go of and to be free, to be you. And, and it's really challenging when you start becoming more fully you because mm-hmm. people are used to you not being you. <laughs> They're used That's to right. you being a puppet on the string. And having those unhealthy dynamics in relationships and unhealthy boundaries, and it's really challenging for people, really challenging because we're so not used to freedom. We're so used to desiring control. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: wow. (laughs) I know, (laughs) breathe, breathe. You know, when I um, first started on this curiosity adventure where I was – delving into how I responded, why I responded, why I made the choices and the decisions that I did about all sorts of things. There was so much uncertainty for me. And Mm -hmm. then shame came and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know who I am. I'm supposed to have this together by now. What have I done with my life? All these thoughts came and I'm like, wow, this is, I I almost want to go back to just what I know and I want to go back to just being someone who says yes because I know how to do that. And it was kind of unsettling and a little bit intimidating to have to, have to is probably not the right phrase, to be someone who was a little more assertive, who actually voiced what she wanted and desired and the decisions that she was going to make and it took some courage and it took some practice. And I found that weight of having to do everything and the uncertainty started to fall away until I was like, no, no, does this fit in who I am and who I want to be and how I want to spend my time? No. Okay. Let's find a way to move that to the side or move it off the calendar. Is this a relationship that is serving my family? Is, is it a situation or all these kids. Do we really need to do all these things? Why are we doing it? Why are we racing from one thing to the next just because that's what everyone does? I started asking all these questions and as I let things just go, it was really empowering and it was freeing and it took practice until I have found myself in a position now where mostly, not all the time, but mostly... My yes means yes and my no means no. Now, that's that's not to say that, you know, kids get sick, things get happen, those sort of scenarios, they still happen. But I'm very clear on what I'm going to say yes to and what I'm going to say no to. And that has made such a difference ongoing for my relationships with people, for how I sleep at night, for putting myself first, which as women in particular, we tend not to do. So that's Mm -hmm. where the boundaries become really, really blurry and we look after everyone else and you don't even have, you you know, regardless of whether you're a mother or not, we tend to look after everyone else and then look at our needs. But in this new way of seeing things for me, I was like, how can I care for me well? How can I be the best version of myself that I can be so I can be the best version for other people?
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And that was like a mic job moment for me where I was like, oh my goodness, I've been seeing this upside down. I've been seeing this upside down. So yeah, it's it's challenging, but it is really
2: freeing at the same time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this conversation, Fee. I hope our beautiful, curious listeners have too. So can you tell us we are dropping an ebook. The if it hasn't dropped already, it's a it it is imminent. Tell us a bit about it.
3: Ah, oh, this ebook, yeah, 12 tips to find fun and freedom at Christmas time. And we have put together our ideas and strategies and thoughts around how we can be kind to ourselves and other people, enjoy this festive season, and put in those boundaries that are really going to serve us and our families it is based on the night before christmas with a lot of people i'm sure have read when they were young or they read it to their kids now yeah 12 tips the team have all been involved it's it's going to be great and yes it will be out either before or after you listen to this sorry <laughs> so people can head to our website and be able to download it there and also we'll put a link on the socials so on facebook and instagram and you can have a light read there's some stories stories in there, some really good, bad, bonbon jokes, and it's just a fun read with a few tips to help you uh, navigate this festive season with all its joy and sometimes chaos. Yeah, it's it's it will be great. It's great.
2: Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Uh, Keep listening at the end. Amy has provided me with a farewell. And so, yeah, keep listening to that Um, if you... We're a listener to The Art of Decluttering and want to hear Amy's farewell to you all. So we will catch you again really soon. Um, If you haven't already joined our Facebook community, you can um, find us at Curious Freedom Community and you can follow us on Facebook at Curious Freedom and Instagram as Curious Underscore Freedom. And we'll put a link to all of this in the show notes. So just head on over to your app if you're listening to us on a podcast app look there in the show notes. So until next week, beautiful, curious ones. Um, we hope you have a wonderful time and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Bye.
4: Bye. Hello, Declutterers, Amy here. Kirsty and I have made the difficult decision to embark on separate journeys in business and in this podcast. This feed is where you can continue to follow Kirsty and her new show you'll still be able to find your favorite historical episodes on this feed. And I'm going to continue to host and bring you the Art of Decluttering podcast. So just search the Art of Decluttering on your podcast app. You'll find the new podcast feed. Make sure you subscribe and then you won't miss any future Art of Decluttering episodes as well as have access to all the existing episodes. Thank you so much for all the love that you have shared with us over the last five years. It has been a blast. You can see the show notes of this episode for the links for the new feed, for the Art of Decluttering podcast, and I really look forward to continuing this journey with all of you. See you over there.
0: Hold up.